0: Thank you for tuning in to Church on the Rock podcast. We have a great sermon in store for you. We hope this message challenges you, builds you, and motivates you into taking the next step in your purpose with God. Enjoy the sermon. And we're going to continue our our teaching on faith. And um, if a person is going to be a co-labor with God, then the labor that they should be administering along with him is the labor of faith. Amen. Nothing can come to pass in a relationship with the heavenly Father, when the relationship with Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, nothing that God has prepared or planned can come to pass apart from faith. Amen. And um, you know I, I've studied I heard Kenneth Copeland say this he said, You need to take good notes concerning faith. You're going to be studying it for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. because there's different levels of faith. And uh, I think I found another one. Um, I know there's where is your faith? How is it? Because you have no faith. Mm -hmm. Oh, ye of little faith and great faith. Amen. Amen. And um, those are different manifestations of people's faith so, and then faith can grow, amen? Then there's growing faith, amen? That means I'm constantly growing in the plans and purposes that God have for my life. If, if I'm working on a God project, then my faith is working, amen? And one of the ways to keep your faith active is in the local church. Amen. Why? Because the local church is a Jesus project. When he said, upon this rock, I will build my church, if I'm a part of that local church and my hands are involved in that work, then I should be doing that work by faith. Amen. Praise God. I should be doing that because I believe in the assignment that's on my life. Mm -hmm. Amen. If I believe in the assignment that's on my life and what I've been assigned, even if the pastor assigns me something to do, I do that with my faith. Amen. I believe that this is the assignment that the Father has for me right now, it, especially if it's assigned by my pastor. Nobody picks an assignment in a local church theyself. That's right. That's a problem. Yes. I'm going to say that again. That's a problem. If you went to McDonald's and you picked your own assignment, that's a problem. That's a problem. I don't care what organization it is, you don't get to pick your own assignment. Amen. I didn't even pick being a pastor. God told He said that's the assignment he picked for me. Amen. It's his plan and we follow it out. Amen. And as we follow it out, we're living by faith. Amen. When, 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 when everybody is picking what they want to do in a local church, that's a church of chaos. And it won't be long for that thing won't even be around anymore. <laughs> it's just a matter of time. Because there's no organization that functions like that. Amen. And so whatever we do amen we do it because we believe that's the will of God amen. amen and as we as we follow that out the assignment that God gives us then other assignment comes that's why it says from faith to faith you don't start out being a pastor on day one and if somebody does that's you better get as far away as you can amen because <laughs> because <laughs> No, you have to be faithful in someone else's ministry first before God gives you a ministry of your own. That's Luke chapter 16, verse 12. And so um, this is is a ministration that it takes time and experience to grow in it and develop in it and function in it. It takes time to do it. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes God a long time to get a real man of God or a woman of God. It does not happen overnight. There's going to be care to test and all kind of things that come in line with that. There's going to be law to test. Yes. There's going to be law to test that come and all kinds of things that come along with that. And uh, the enemy will try to trip you up in anywhere he can to keep you from fulfilling your destiny. Amen. All ministry comes through the local church. You need to believe that. Amen. As you study the Bible and see it yourself, there's no such thing as a ministry outside the local church. There's no such thing as a ministry that's disconnected from a local church, and a lot of people that do that, eventually they dry up, and they go to the wayside because they're disconnected from what Jesus is really doing. Mm-hmm. What is Jesus really doing in the earth today? Upon this rock, I build my church. That's what he's building, and the church is a group of called out people with a set of assignments that come from heaven, and they carry them out by faith. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, so let's look down here with joy. <laughs> <laughs> they care about with joy. Amen. You ought to be excited. Yes, right. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, uh-huh. when they said to let us come into the house of Lord. I call church the greatest place on earth. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. It's the place where the gates of hell do not prevail against uh-huh. your life. Amen. Uh-huh. That's the greatest place on earth where what the enemy is playing cannot come to pass because of where you are. The Bible said that they that are planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish. And even in their latter years, they shall be productive. Amen. God's got a good plan for the people in his house. Amen. And he said when we are of his house, it is his responsibility to care for us and to provide for us. We are the sheep of his pasture, of his flock, and he takes care of us all the days of our lives. Amen. The place to learn how to be a good parent is in the yes. local church. Yes. You better read your Bible and get instructions. You better not be reading parenting today where there's no <laughs> where, there, where there's no uh, supernatural instruction for raising your children. Right. Amen, praise yes. God. Let them figure it out on their own. You're gonna, you're gonna have a lot of figuring, all right. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, marriage, parenting, finances, every area of your life, if you want sound wisdom and instruction, For how to live, you got to come to the word of God. And the place where God has determined where his word is to be fed is in the local church. And he says, I'm going to give you pastors that are going to feed you. Amen. With knowledge and understanding so you'll be fruitful and increase. Amen. The only place in existence that promises or guarantees fruitfulness and increase is a place where he's put a shepherd. In a local church. Amen. He says the house of God is a place where you come to learn how to build your house. Mm-hmm. Amen. Except the Lord build a house. You're not going to have one. Right. You better listen to me. Yes, sir. You better listen to this preacher right here. Sure. For you waste decades of your life. Right. Amen. Before you, I'm glad I didn't waste, waste decades. Amen. Right. Praise God. As soon as Pastor Cynthia and I got married, we found our pastor. I've been married to her as long as we've been with Dr. Jacobs. Mm-hmm. So I had a covering over my marriage the year I got married, and he provided the instruction and the confidence and the encouragement to make a commitment that nothing's going to break your home up, and both of us are going to go after God. We learned to develop faith in our marriage. We learned to develop faith in having children. We learned to develop faith in raising children. We used our faith. We developed our faith for our life, and it took place in the local church. If you want God to move in your life, you're going to have to believe him. Amen. Eventually, I'm going to go to James and said, except you believe, amen, the only way you're going to receive from God is you believe. He said, if, not, if you don't trust me, don't let that person think he'll receive anything from me. This is why the just shall live by faith. That's what I'm going to read. Faith is a lifestyle, amen. It's not when I need something all of a sudden. It's a lifestyle, Amen. And you got to learn what it is. You're going to be studying for the rest of your life. That's why I'm still studying yeah. In my house, there's notes and notes and notes on faith. Because you have to trust God in this lifestyle. Yeah. Amen. I was talking to one of our contractors. He had colon cancer, and he got it removed and went through the chemo. Praise God. And he said, Keith, thank you for praying for me and the others that prayed for me. I sure appreciate it. He said, I know God didn't put this on me. Now, he had to say that with confidence. Like, I mean, he really, you know, to me, I just said, Really? I <laughs> know God don't go around putting cancer on people. Amen. Somehow the door got open and it got in your body some kind of way. But you know, but he goes to a place where he has to struggle believing God to heal. And Pastor Cynthia and I, we just laid hands on him anyway. Just laid hands on him and just believed God. He come up and he said, You know, this stuff, the, the, the treatments affected my feet and all this stuff like this. You know, and, and he's played an integral role in helping us build our building, yeah. and helping us in our assignment. So right now, he's a part of the plan of God. Yeah, exactly. yes. And he, I said, and we got to talking to him. He says, you know, he says, you when you go through something like this, life is totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, it's because we learn, we have to learn to live with purpose. Yes. yes. And our purpose right now is to be right up here, yeah. on this hill, and you're helping us do it. Yeah. I wouldn't plan on you going nowhere. I ain't planning on you going nowhere. And give me your hand so I can pray for your feet. Amen. I'm going to pray for your feet. Because he said, you know, he said, I had baby feet all my life. And, you know, now this stuff is coming through my feet in there. You know, he said, it's difficult to walk. I said, give me your hand. We laid hands on him. Praise God. He just walked on off and started doing the job that he needed to do. We believe for people to recover. Yes. Amen. Praise God. God said, this house shall be known for healing. Amen. That means you ought to be laying hands on some people. That's right. Praise God. You ought to be ministering healing to some people. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Isn't that right, Miss Norma? She gave me a testimony about a person in her family getting healed. Just using the sheets that I gave. I'm going to give a testimony on New Year's night when we do, our, uh, we do our testimonies on New Year's night. Praise God. The word of God will work if we work it. And it'll work for anybody. So let's look down here. And um, uh, uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For I am not ashamed, this is Paul writing, of the gospel or the good news about Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God. Amen. We're dealing with the power of God. When we release our faith, we're going to see tonight, we'll release our faith, the power of God is released. Amen. So you want to be a person Uh, that is constantly releasing the power of God. Now, we studied Sunday, the moment you release your faith, the power goes uh, into operation right then. Whether you can feel something or whether you can see anything, the power is going into operation. And we walk by faith, amen, 2 Corinthians, around about about 510, we walk by faith and not by sight. We got to get to the place we're not sight walkers. That we know the power is working because we know how the kingdom works. When faith words are released, the power of God goes into operation immediately working on your thing. And the only thing that can stop it working is my words have got to disengage it. Somebody called me today and they they said, well, I got this bad report about this situation right here. Because people told me this is how things are going to work now. I said, don't you ever tell anybody else this is how things are going to work. Don't you ever repeat that, what they said, ever again. This is what you say. You say what the word of God said. That's what you say. You say what the word of God said. Don't you ever repeat to anybody else. Let this be the last phone call. You call somebody else and repeat what they said. Because the enemy is trying to get you to disengage your faith and go around and say what they said. So that comes in the manifestation. The moment you release your faith, the power starts working. Amen. The power starts working the moment you release. And you you use faith for what you want changed. You don't use faith for something that's already in existence. You use your faith for something that needs to change, that God put you on the planet to change it before the foundation of the world. You are the change generation. He puts you on this planet to change something. He didn't put you on this planet just to exist. He puts you on this planet so the plans and purposes of God could come into manifestation. And he's trusting you and putting you in a place where you can use your faith and change some things. Amen. Say amen to that. Amen. Now let's go down here and look a little bit further what it says right here. He says, for the power of God unto salvation. So the power of God is released upon the act of faith to manifest salvation. And when we talk about salvation, we're not talking about just going to heaven. We're talking about salvation is for health, is for healing, is for victory over opposition, is for the blessing and aid and welfare of God to come into your life, It's for deliverance, It's for preservation, It's for safety, It's for protection, it's every dimension of the salvation plan of God is active in my life when I believe for it. Amen? I'm believe, I believe for divine healing. Everybody in this lifetime will have to believe for some kind of healing to take place in your body. Because there's a divine attack out there on it. Yeah. And you got to do something about it. You got to say something about it. Right. If you don't use faith, it, don't right. it doesn't matter that you're at church. It doesn't matter that you're at church. That's not the issue. The issue is, am I living by faith every day? Amen. And if I'm living by faith every day, then I'm receiving the word, then I'm meditating the word, amen. I'm muttering the word to myself. I'm getting the revelation of the word, then I'm speaking it out and things are changing. Amen. That's the process of faith. Yeah. There's a presentation of the word, yeah. then there's a meditation of the word, amen. Then there's a revelation of the word, then there's a declaring the word, amen, amen. And then that word is coming into manifestation. Yeah. You got to keep saying what God said. When you look at the definition of faith, of it means constancy of confession. I got to keep saying, Amen, and you should too. From a small seed grows a mighty tree. That's Why? Right. That's a word God gave us. He wants church on the rock to be a powerful church in this city. That's I remember right. when I was in, uh, I was in. Um, I'm trying to take Pastor Hernandez. He's in Kansas. What part of Kansas? Topeka, Kansas. And we were, we were in Kansas um, with Dr. Jacobs, and he said, he called me out and he had a word from me. He said, Pastor Rogan, God wants a word and spirit church in Nashville. And he said, this thing is about ready to be expedited to get it into manifestation. He wants a church on the rock, amen, in this city. A word and spirit church so people can have the power of God show up in their life. The power of darkness is manifesting, so you're going to need the power of God to overcome it. Amen. 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 You're going to need the power of God. And so he's given me over and over again. And he says, he says, the anointing that's on this church and on your life, men and women are going to be drawn to it. Amen. They're going to be drawn to it. He's Amen. given, a, he's about the spirit of God has given you a revelation of the assignment on our lives. They're not just going to be drawn to me. They're going to be drawn to the place of worship where we are, where you play a part in it. Amen. And your faith should be involved in what you are doing. Amen. You shouldn't be casually doing anything here. You should, be, you should be receiving power to do your assignment. Amen. You should. I receive power to do the assignment that's given me. I receive power to usher. Amen. We're not about just doing things. Amen. Just doing things if we're working <laughs> Well, I don't care where you work, if you're working at Burger King, and that's where you're going to be spending your time for eight hours, you ought to receive power to go in the yeah, Burger King. Right. Amen. You ought to have the anointing on you. When you read in the Bible about Joseph and people like that and Daniel, they went to work with the anointing on their life. Yeah. You shouldn't be casually living and turning off your faith no matter where you are. If you're in a house, you ought to be using your faith. I'm going to be an anointed parent. Amen. Hallelujah. If you're a parent, the anointing will work in your life, and your children will never be able to get anything on you because the Holy Ghost will be showing you stuff. Right. I know where you've been. <laughs> I know where you're trying to go. Amen. If you lived in my house, you never got away with nothing. Mm-hmm. Now you wouldn't have, because God would tell me what you're doing. Yeah. he stopped me in a minute and said, hold up. Go check this out. Yeah. Bust it. That's the way it works. It takes an anointing yeah. to be a good parent. Yeah. It takes an anointing to be a good mate. You should be using your faith wherever you go in life. And, if you, and, and praise God. And the way you, way you use that anointing, you make declarations. Yeah. I wanted to go to work with the anointing on my life. Mm-hmm. God would show me things and, and you would begin, you begin to create things for your employees. You begin to see things that you can do to cause things to be more efficient there. Amen. And people will begin to notice the anointing on your life. They'll be be able to notice the gifting or the charisma on your life because you said, I'm receiving power to do this job. Don't be natural. Don't be a mere person no matter where you go. Function in the supernatural whatever you do. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Why? Because we are manifesting and representing the kingdom of God. And where the kingdom is, is God's power. Amen. Let's go down here and look what it says. He says, it's salvation to everyone that does what? So every person that's believing. Now, sometimes believing can be more challenging. And some, man, you get some heavy on your body and got to fight that, you know, you're you're going to need endurance and patience. When you're going through, I'm, I'm talking about through a tough trial or something. Mm. Well, you really going to have to confess the word now. Yeah. I mean, some pressure on your life, some kind of trouble, a trial comes. You got to begin to practice using your faith every day. So when pressure comes, I'm continuing the same faith behavior. Yeah. I don't shift faith behavior. So when the person called me on the phone, I said, I can tell they're going to the shift. Oh, no, I'm believing with you about this. Right. And I'm glad you called me. Because don't you repeat ever what they said ever again. Because we ain't believing what they said. God's got a plan and we believe in the plan of God. We're not believing what they said. We believe in the plan. Don't you ever repeat that to anybody else. Yes, sir, Pastor Rogan. This is the last time you're going to say this to anybody. Why? Because your words determine what comes to pass in your life. The book of James said your life is like a ship. And if you start talking your future in the right direction, everything in your life will turn. Mm-hmm. It's like a your tongue is like a, sh- a, sh- a rudder on a big ship. Mm-hmm. And if you would talk victory and you begin to declare who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. begin to declare what he gave you and what he called you, you to do and begin to talk about it all the time. Faith talks about the plan of God mm-hmm. all the time. You have to say what you want. When Abraham was taking Isaac up to be, to be sacrificed, he said, I and the boy are coming back. Amen. Just like you see us going up it we're we coming back. Now, a lot's got to happen up. A lot of things got to happen up there. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, me and the boy will be coming back. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You have to say the plan of God. So that means you have to rehearse it in your mind. You can't see yourself going broke. You can't see yourself running out of money. Why? Because goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. God is my supply. God is my provider. Amen. You have to say that. You have to meditate it, and you have to get a revelation that you can never run out, that you never see yourself running. You got to see that. Faith will see that if you let it happen, and it'll make you a cheerful giver when it's giving time. Amen. Amen. We're going to have a giving time tonight, too. Hallelujah. Praise God. It's time to get new chairs. They cost $50 each. You need to buy your chair. And then you need to buy one for somebody you're going to bring to church. Amen. Praise God. You need to buy your chair. And then if somebody sitting in your chair, you're not going to get mad. You're going to say, we're so glad to have you here today. (laughs) You ain't going to get it that time. I bought that chair. You're going to move out of here. You got to move somewhere else. Matter of fact, we're not going to even tell you where your chair is. You're just going to come in and just sit down. And, and you know, I'm going to tell you that's not your chair. We put your chair back over there. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. It'll make you a joyful Give You'll be excited yes, to do what God. I'm not building that building because I want to build it. I'm not doing that. That's, that's a God project. I don't do good ideal stuff. I don't do off the head stuff. I get it. I put myself in the presence of God where I can hear from him and what he wants me to do. And now faith is there. The faith project just started. I didn't get married because that was the thing to do at a certain age. I got married because God told me he's going to help me. He's going to help me. And I've always told him that you're going to help me because you told me you were going to help me. You gave me your word that you're going to help me in this situation. Mm -hmm. Can't talk about the horror, the challenges that a lot of people have gone through. But he said he's going to help me. Mm -hmm. And I married somebody that would depend on him. Mm -hmm. I married some past sins that had some challenges on the body. Before I left, I said, you're going to be in the word tonight. Praise God. And her and Karina were talking. I said, she can't kick it with you right now. She got to get in the word. Amen. That's my wife. Amen. Amen. And it, 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 when, when people are not feeling well in their bodies, it changes your home. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to let some change my house. Amen. We are word people yeah. and we live by faith. Amen. And if some symptoms are coming up on our bodies, we take authority over it because it don't belong there. The just shall live by faith. God expects you to put up some opposition. When some th- I mean, praise uh-huh. God. He prays, he plans you to He plans on you attacking the opposition amen. when things are not going right in your life, amen. Right. Not lining up with the word of God. He expects you to put up some victory, attack, opposition yes. against that's what's opposing yes. you. You get that stuff out of your house in the name of Jesus. Amen. I don't care what it is. Financial challenges, physical challenges to come, I don't care what it is. You start applying the word to it. Because the salvation will manifest for the believer. Amen. You're not supposed to say that way. Well, this is one thing you never know. You know and making an excuses, well, you know, that you gotta go through some. No, you ain't got to go through anything. And if you're going through it, get through it. Get on the other side of Amen. it. But the enemy plans on stuff just sitting around. Uh-uh, he don't, plan, he, don't he, he plans on financial challenges never leaving your life. I was listening to Pastor Nancy last night. I think she said Kenneth Hagin said a church of 200 should be able to raise a million dollars. A church of 200 adults. All that is is 5,000. 5,000. That's it. That's 200 people coming up with 5,000 dollars. And that ain't even a lot of money now. now some of you look at me like no, it's not. I'm just telling you. This is We're going to go in 2022. That's not a lot of money. Hey, right. It is not. 5000 Now, How long does it take to get $5,000 over a year? Mm. Right. That means we ought to be in a position in a few years to pay cash, pay that building off. That's right. Amen. 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 If you not, rece- if you don't think that's a lot of money, I need you to say that tonight. <laughs> i was sitting there listening to, I said, that make good sense to me. That's not a lot of money. Now, you may be where you are right now, but praise God, that's why we teach it on faith. You are heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And the $5,000 have already been prepared for you. And I'm telling you, everything God wants you to do is already prepared. Your your money has already been prepared for you. You just need to follow follow the guidelines in this word, amen? Let's look at what it says right here. And it says right here, to everyone that believes, which means everyone can participate in the lifestyle of faith. It says, to the Jew first, amen, and also to the Greek or to the Gentile. He said, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Now understand, faith to faith is from project to project. You've got to get to the place Paul said, I, I thank God he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. When you become a part of a local church, you just got put in the ministry. Oh, yes. And God is counting you faithful. Yes. And the whole, the, whole, the whole encounter and meeting Jesus after your service time here is determine your faithfulness. Mm. The whole conversation is going to be about faithfulness. This is what you assigned me to do, and this is what I did. I finished. That's what you want to be able to say. I finished the assignment on my life. Of what you gave me to do. You should be here because you know he assigned you amen. here. Not because you got a good friend here. No. If that's all you here for, then you off you off assignment. Amen. Because what happens if your good friend leaves? Say amen to that. Amen. amen. I had him in here and they ready to get married to somebody and I said, wait a minute, are you am I your pastor? Or are you here because of this relationship? Oh no, you're my pastor. And then the breakup comes. Well, I'm leaving town and everything. Yeah. That's off assignment. That's right. I'm not. I like what Dr. Jacob said. I'm not here because I'm married to Pastor Diane. If she stopped serving God, I'd keep doing it. Yeah. And she would do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Faith knows where you belong. Faith knows who you belong with. Faith knows the plan. Faith knows the plan is funded. And faith is always with the right people. I remember somebody invited us to Church on the Rock. They got mad at Dr. Jacobs within the first year and left. It don't mean nothing to me. I'm 24 years old. It means, and it was an older couple, fighting like dogs and cats in the house. She want Dr. Jacobs to post a security outside the door. He said, I'm not doing that. Well, I'm not coming. and I'll, I'm done coming to your church. Then came and told us about it. And they split up. Pastor Cynthia felt sorry for me said, Keith, I think we need to let her stay here. I said, I don't know about that. <laughs> We're a young couple. Young couple does do things. So I said, okay. And after two weeks, I know why he can't live with you. <laughs> We told you not to smoke in our house and you did it anyway. You leave on such and such date. Right. You leave it on such and such date. Right. You out of here. Yeah, and rebellious is all get out. Yeah. I'm just 24 years old. I'm just a, we just a new couple in a new city, don't know nobody, and just found our man of God. My faith kept me where I belong. Amen. For 12 years, I didn't care who came, and I didn't care who left. Amen. That is my man of God, and that's yes. the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yes. Amen. The moment you get off track with God, faith keeps you on track. Yes. Yes. I knew from the moment I saw him, that's my man of God, mm-hmm. and my faith kept me with him, Amen. kept me with him. You have to be planted somewhere, and then you start your service life. And you don't want it interrupted. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. because I've lived it and I'm living it. You mess up at the local church level, forget about future ministry. Mm -hmm. Faith will not allow you to dishonor. I love what Pastor Nancy, she was talking on honor. She said honoring God (laughs) is, is, is the call on life, but honoring your pastor is honoring God. Because who, who do you think sent him? Who do you think sent him? Who do you think is going to be there with you? Right. Amen. Physically in person. Amen. Some people have trouble just believing God is there. Yes. I'm here to tell you God is here. Yes. But I'm here with you and I'm here to tell you that. Yes. You need somebody to tell you that. You're going to need somebody yes. to encourage your faith. Yes. Amen. Praise God. It's different when your pastor shows up. It's just a totally different anointing. <laughs> it's just a total different. I, I remember Keisha was having problems and I'll never forget that she was having pain in her body and it was so painful she just started crying and it was after service and she came walking down the hall to me at Church on the Rock in Indiana she just cried and Dr. Jacobs and I was standing there talking and he said Keisha what's wrong with you and he laid his hands on he just held it there I sat there and watched the pain dissipate. Hallelujah. Her whole disposition change. All the pain leaves and she walks off. Right. Now you think I'm going to leave that kind of anointing <laughs> for some blabbermouth, some bucking mouth individual right. that, ha- that has no new place to take you to. Right. Uh, yeah. Now I've done that. this is this is like 30-some years later. Yeah. There's no man in the region like Dr. Jacob. I know the whole spiritual region now. Mm-hmm. I know the whole spiritual region now, pretty much of S- southern Indiana, pretty good. Because I lived there 12 years and I watched ministers in that whole region. He's the only one that God raised up to be a prophet in the uh, that travels the in the whole region. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is good. Yeah. And I know it. And he's a covering to this church. Yeah. And, and if you really paying attention to any kind of spirit, and when he comes and you got a double anointing on your life, you are you supposed to be excelling right now. If you participating and paying attention, That's right. That's right. I drive to Indiana, go to Doctor Doctor in town, and I watch members in the church going to a softball game. What a dodo bird! God brings a prophet to your city. But your man of God, is nobody like him, and you're going to a softball game. Jesse DuPlanis was right. People's choices, it's their choices that put them in positions where they can't produce the most fruitful life they could possibly have. You got to be a good student. Yes. I put my family in the car, and I drove all the way to Indiana because this man was going to be there. That's over my pastor. And, that, and those two are the only reason why this church exists. Because of that anointing on their life. Amen. Amen? Amen. Let's look down here a little bit further. He says, there in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Well, different assignments come. God says, go start a church in Nashville. He said, go start a church in Nashville. And then I remember he came and told us to build the first building. That was a faith assignment. That was a faith assignment. Then after we did our time there, we had to make some adjustments there, and God filled that building up. And then there was other faith assignments that came. This one is the next. Coming out here was another faith assignment. Every time he tells you to do something, it's a faith assignment. Every time he tells you to do something, it's a faith assignment. Then he says, I want you to build a building on Dickerson Road. That's a faith assignment. Mm -hmm. Whatever he assigns you to is a faith assignment. When we have new members class and we give you an assignment in church, that's a faith assignment. Your loyalty and faithfulness with that assignment is going to determine the next dimension of assignment from God for faith, for, for the kingdom of God. He, he says, if you have, you're going to be faithful in big things, you're going to have to be faithful in little things first. He watches your assignment. Now, I'm going to say something else about this. That lady, I'm going to say something else about this. That lady, I'm 24 years old. Now I'm going to come, I'm going to move back to Nashville. Right before I'm going to move back to Nashville, she shows back up at my house. It's years later. We done left that location. That was the first location we was in. We had our third location in Indiana, and I meet her again. And she comes to our house. She still don't have a pastor. Her husband had moved on, married somebody else. She still don't have a pastor. She comes to our house. I don't know how it happens, but she comes back to our house. I'm okay. I'm cool with everybody. And I told her, I said, you know, you ought to come back to church. Dr. Jacobs will help you. I said, "You, you, you know what? You still don't have a church? I said, you know, what's past is past. So she comes that night, and all of a sudden he starts preaching. And it's like a different cloak came on him. It's dictative preaching comes on. She jumps up and runs out the door. And you won't know what that is until you become a pastor because you can't let anything into the flock of the church. You just can't let anything in. And I said, Dr. Jacobs, I said years later, I said, there's something that happens to me if a certain type of spirit comes into the congregation. He said, Keith, that's always worked on me. He says, there's nothing you can do about it. That's the anointing. He only wants sheep. We don't want budding goats, <laughs> and we definitely don't want wolves. No. We don't want goats, and we don't want wolves. We want sheep because those are the only people you can develop. Only people that are teachable and learnable. Those are the only people you can develop. Let's go down here a little bit, little bit farther. He says, the just, the just shall do what? Look down at that here, verse 17. The just shall live by what? Which means it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. The just, people he's justified, it becomes their lifestyle to live by faith. That's their lifestyle. Everything they do, they believe, is the will of God for what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Picking a mate, you have to do that by faith. Mm-hmm. You can't pick somebody that criticizes the church. Because if you get with them, then you're going to be a criticizer. Yeah. That's the only way you can stay with them. You have to do what they do, or else there's going to be a problem in that relationship. Yeah. Or you got a div- you, got, you got division already in the house. Everything you have to do, you have to do it by faith. I just said you have to raise your children by faith. God told me evil communication corrupt good manners. I'll never forget it. One night he told me at home over in 1 uh, Corinthians 15 evil communications corrupt good manners. He said, Keith, don't you ever forget this. Some, somebody was calling one of, the, one of my children to date, and we don't do a lot of dating, it's courtship. Either you fit or you don't. Amen. We ain't got to keep talking. We ain't got to keep seeing each other for years. You fit or you don't fit. Right. That'll keep you from being emotionally distraught yes. and, 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 and numb and out of order for a long time. Yeah. It'll keep you from doing it if you're listening to me. Yeah. You have to be equally yoked. Amen. Amen. And then we, we, we we looked into that. We paid attention to that. That's living by faith. That's what the Bible says. Living by faith means I'm going to make sure there's an equally yoked situation here. So he told me that. He says, don't you ever compromise this. Evil communications corrupt good manners. There'll be parents that say, I taught them right at home. I taught them right, but I don't know what happened. They went a different direction. Wherefore, we learned that in physics, for an object to go in a different direction, a new force has got to work on it. Another force has got to work on it. And one of the greatest pressures among young people, especially teenagers, is peer pressure. they rather be wrong and fit in. And so as a parent, you got to protect them because of that weakness. So 1 Corinthians 15, 33, when I saw it, evil communications corrupt good manners. He said, Keith, doesn't no matter what you teach in the house, if you let another teacher in their life and they are de- and they're dealing with a situation where they're trying to fit in where they are in the school or wherever the group is, they got to fit in. They will do wrong to fit into the group, even though they know it's wrong. He said, I'm telling you this in the word. That if they get around this wrong group and they and they want to fit into that group, they will buy into what that group is saying just to fit in, even though they know it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And then when they come home, they're rebellious. It even happen in the church. That's why I don't want, that's why I don't want dissension among the ranks. Yeah. If I ever find out you speaking against this ministry, you're getting a visitation from me. Because you could have picked up the phone and called me. Yes that's right exactly. And one time it happened and somebody did that I said they're in trouble. Not because of the problem you brought to me is that they brought it to you they could have called me. Mm-hmm. That's what they're in trouble for. The Bible says if you have a problem, you go to the person mm-hmm. and since there was a problem with something they thought I did, they shouldn't have called you. They know my phone number. That's what they're in trouble for. Right. Thank you for calling me and telling me about it. <laughs> yeah. That's what they got, because they shouldn't have talked. They can't fix it with you. No. That's got to be fixed with me. Yeah. Sheep don't fix churches. Yeah. Pastors do. Yeah. Yeah. No, right. yeah. So somebody bring your problem. You need to go see, talk. You need to go talk to Dr. Rogan. Yeah. That's what you should say. I'm telling you as your spiritual father, that's what you should say. Because it'll come your way. The, local. the last thing the devil wants is a real word and spirit church to function in a community. That's right. I'm sitting in church Sunday morning. I'm talking about living by faith. Yes, sir. Because you can't pass this test. You won't pass the faith test. Amen. The last thing the devil wants is you to hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. You finish your assignment on the earth. I'm sitting on the front row in the church and I think nothing can happen in our church. I'm thinking nothing can happen. Power of God's flowing. People being blessed all over the place. And the finance minister stands up and comes to my chair and says, I don't like what Dr. Jacobs is preaching. Now your faith is going to determine now you're going to get a faith challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to help you right now. Yeah. Yeah, good. You need to listen to what I'm saying. I'm trying to help you right now so you can finish. Yes, sir. Yeah. Evil communications corrupt good manners. You can start off well but finish bad mm-hmm. in life period. I know a lot of people that would wish they had to listen to me and what I told them. Talking to somebody else today. It was really sad what they had to do. But I told them years ago not to associate themselves with that group. It's cost them more than they want to pay, cost them ye- decades of waste, wasted life gone. You cannot recover it because you didn't listen to one piece of guidance. I'm sitting up here in the morning. I know. I thank God for my mother just raising me not to rebel against authority. Just that simple lesson, that's what kept me. Because I didn't think people in the local church was capable of that level of dishonor. I thought everything was just wonderful. And where we heading, I'm going to head it off at the pass. Because I want to finish it. I know what God's plan for this church. Church on the Rock should have accomplished much more than what it accomplished. The faith plan should have gone farther than what it has. Mm -hmm. The devil likes interruptions in your life. He likes interruptions in your life. You don't want your marriage to finish. Mm -hmm. You don't want that to happen. You don't want a local church to go forth. You don't want your children to go up well. You don't want to see that happen. And I'm sitting on the front row. I'm sitting on the front row. Somebody comes over and says that to me. Now, what is the purpose of that conversation? If you don't like what he preached, and eventually I told him that, you should be talking to him because I don't have a problem with what he said. But no, cowards like to pull other people. Yes. They're spiritual cowards. They want other people out of faith involved in what they're doing Mm -hmm. to disrupt the plan of God. I said, I'm not going to talk to you about this. I'm shocked. I said, Brother Dale Tillett's been over there with Dr. Jacobs since he started. You go tell him what you just said. I'll go over there with you and listen. I'll go over there and listen. And he walks off after he tells Dale what he said. Dale said, no, ain't nothing wrong with what he said. So he walks off. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the youngest person on the board faith stays with the plan of God is what I'm telling you faith don't get off track with evil communications that are there to corrupt good manners what was my good manners I was always taught to respect my leaders and elders and that's what kept me later on I get a phone call I get a phone call at my house it's Dr. Jacobs I don't know this, but this person has went and told Dr. Jacobs that Keith and Cynthia agrees with them. (laughs) I'm talking about church. I'm talking about faith and living by faith and living with God. You would think you would never have to preach these mountain messages, but you just keep reading your Bible. You're going to read about a person like Jezebel and Ahab. You're going to find Corey in there. You're going to find Absalom in there. And those are all spirits that come against leadership. And they're designed to get people out of faith. Yes. I didn't realize it then. I know it now. My whole ministry was on the line. The only reason why you get ministry is you've been faithful in somebody else's ministry. I'm not just trying to exist on the planet. I'm here to fulfill my assignment and the purpose for my life. I ain't just trying to exist and trying to go through life. Is There's no such thing as no carefree life. Or no. It ain't Either you're going to do it by faith, or you're going to do it outside of faith. You're going to do it by faith, or you're going to do it in un, uh, unbelief. Either you're going to be faithful, or you're going to be unfaithful. You're going to be loyal, or you're going to be disloyal? You're going to be honorable, or you're going to be dishonorable. You're going to be obedient, or you're going to be disobedient. And you have to deal with that. Evil communications corrupt good manners. And, and faith keeps itself clean yes. of that kind of thing. Amen. Faith keeps itself clean of that thing. And I got a call at my house that night. I said, Dr. Jacobs, I don't know how somebody would even think I would do something like that. And um, it was interesting. I found out later on, Pastor Diana really knew my heart. She said, Ain't no way Keith would do something like that to you. People all know something about your character. That's right. Amen. They were sitting at home talking about it. Mm-hmm. She said, I can't believe he'd do that. You need to call him and ask him yourself. And he cared that for two weeks before he picked up the phone and called me. Because what is he thinking? The person I just raised to be my preaching associate, my financial manager are incensed against me, people I trusted. Mm-hmm. Your faithfulness counts. Yes. Yes. Amen. You can't believe God being dishonorable to leadership. Your faith is shot. Amen. That's not a person that's living by faith. No. Their faith is gone. Mm-hmm. They can't believe God to get a cold off. It's gone. And you have to guard yourself against that. Faith has to be guarded. Yes. Amen. Amen. It'll work for you. It'll do the impossible. It'll move mountains. Amen. It'll bring to pass dreams and visions. But you have to protect it from dishonor. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know where I'm going down this road tonight because the show ain't in my notes. But I'm here right now. I'm all up in, I'm all up in here right now because we finish it. Amen. Amen. We finish it. I saw a lot. You got to understand, I I was the youngest person on the leadership board at Church on the Rock. I was the youngest person. And I watched how grown men, grown men behaved. And appeared to be the cream of the crop. They had the best jobs, the the best education. I've been to, uh, how Dr. Jacob said A couple of county fairs and hay (laughs) rides. I'm not a novice to this. I've been in this a long time. And I want to see you finish. And I want to see you live by faith. This is the real message. And the people, all of them that did it, it cost them something. And I ain't got time to go tell you. And I wasn't even looking for it. It cost. Whatever you do in the local church to hinder it, It's between you and Jesus. Don't break it down like it's between me and you because it's not. You'll have to answer to Jesus personally for it. I will too. And I'm so glad I passed that test and passed it down and knew my heart. She said, You need to call him. I can't believe he'd do something like that. And they pick me because they pick you because they see that you are in a place of image and exposure. Nobody preaches in the church when Dr. Jacob leaves except me. He just got to that place. And I said, he said that, he called me that night and told me about it. I was, I was shocked that we were even having this conversation. And I get implicated in something like that. I said, you know, one thing, it's one thing to say something about me. But to say that about my wife, that Keith and Cynthia both, right. I said I, can't, I, couldn't raise, I couldn't raise my voice in this house against you and your family without my wife jumping all in between me. Right. It's not that I even do something like that. Right. Come on. You married to somebody and they can just tear the church down right in front of your face and you don't say nothing? That's what happened to Ananias. 5. first people died in church was people that got in agreement to dishonor the Holy Spirit. Yes. You want somebody straightening you out yes. close to you. If you talking wrong, you better close your mouth right now for you shut up our whole faith victory. We're not trying to shut the angels down. We're not trying to shut the miracles down right here. in the fact we're not trying to shut down the supernatural. We try to keep, we keeping this going. God doesn't say this house shall be known for healing, yeah. miracle anointing in this house and the power to step people up financially so yeah. that when we say we need a million dollars, it's 200 people that bring 5,000 right. and you ain't got to go to your 401k, you ain't got to put a mortgage on your house, the supply is here to carry out the be and you just write the check. Why? Cause we ain't, build, we ain't building that hundred thousand dollar building no more. It's taking millions to do the It takes millions. I'm so glad I heard that last night. I say God is stepping some people up. You just it ain't gonna be no sweat, and you're gonna be joyful when you do it. Praise God! And when you give before the Lord, you are gonna hear well done. Everybody going to see Jesus leaving here. I'm trying. I'm trying to show you how to show up good. I passed the test. That's why I'm preaching to you. Yes, I'm not standing against leadership. No, I'm not. You better find somebody else. Amen. Boy, we had a meeting. Boy, by that time, when he found out I wasn't, I didn't have nothing to do with that, then he called a meeting. Folks got fired. If I give you the mic in this church, your faith is going to be tested. If I give you the mic. I give you music in this church, you better really watch out. Yep. Yeah. I was just sitting down with a, with a pastor and his wife. He says, our musicians, our musicians left the church. Mm-hmm. See, the devil was the praise and worship leader over music. That's why I watch him like a hawk. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care what you say. I, I'm, I'm going to protect him. I told, I told, God told me to be his pastor. Pastors don't stand back and watch trouble. No. You don't stand back and, and watch temptation and the devil play with it. You just stand there and watch. No, you a shepherd. You're supposed to take that rod and swap some over the head. Some, some girl to get hit up in here. Some girl to get sw- get clucked in the head. He, he will attack the music ministry. He'll attack the music ministry. I can't say all I want to say about music. But they told me, they said, we don't have a, a musician just left. Shocking for that place. Just shocking. Mm-hmm. We never really had a music ministry until Keisha started. Right. Keisha and Karina started. Now how did I figure that out? I watched Dr. Jacobs, Jessica started. Mm-hmm. And then we transitioned into Severus as as the musician and keyboard player. And I told him that. Already, you know. You, the Bible said, "Don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. Right. Don't just act like everything's gonna be cool. Right. Get ahead of him. It's right. Right. Know that he gonna try to tear your house up. Right. Know that he wants your kids crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. Get ahead of him mm-hmm. and start doing some stuff like that. Right. He doesn't want you to fulfill God's plan for your life. Right. I wish I had been more mature in my faith walk at that time." I would have handled it right there on the spot that Sunday morning. I just didn't think anybody was capable of that. And I love that man. Faith sometimes has to make decisions. Faith sometimes has to make decisions. You got to choose sometimes. Yeah, faith means you got to make Good choices. Mm -hmm. You have to make choices. Sometimes sometimes people make you pick sides. Mm -hmm. That's what the whole thing was about. Faith makes the right choice. I didn't come here for you. I came here because I needed a pastor. Mm -hmm. I came here because I needed somebody to teach me the word of God. I didn't come here for a relationship with somebody that's going to dishonor the ministry gift. I didn't come to be in a relationship with a person like that. I came here to to receive the word of God so that when I walk out of here, me, my wife, and my children, we can live in victory. Amen. Yes. So good. That when I go to work in the mo- Monday morning, that I'm promotable. Yes. My money ain't staying the same. Amen. I'm here so that faith can get in my heart so that my children can walk healed and delivered of all the attacks of the enemy that he may may try to bring. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to be in any kind of dishonorable act. I'm not going to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. I'm here to be pastored so that my life can be fruitful and multiplied. Delivered from lack. Delivered from fear. That's why I'm here. I'm not here to be buddies with dishonor. I'm not here to do that. I'm just not. And my job is to keep it house clean. Praise God. Let's look down here a little bit. Let's go down here in Mark chapter 5. And we'll look at that. What time is it? I went there. Praise God. I went there. The just shall live by faith. Faith stays with on. Turn to John chapter 5. That's where I go. This is my last verse of scripture. I know I went on tonight. You got a pastoral talk tonight. That's what you got. But you need, it's going to help you in the future. Yes. I wish Dr. Jacobson would have had, you know, he, 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 just, he just didn't cover that. And what you don't cover, the devil will take advantage of. Yes. What you don't address, he'll take advantage of. Yes. And it, all of us thought that we were just a lovely family. <laughs> and then I get that thing in the morning, I said, oh, my goodness. And so the guy knew Dale and I wasn't going to help him. So he went and got the musician. And for some reason, the musician sided with him. So he brought them both in his office. He fired the money guy. The musician he put on probation should have fired him too. Should have fired him too. None of them in ministry now. Families, I don't even want to go into it. None of them in ministry now. It's all gone. And right before the musician left, Dr. Jackson said, I'm firing him, Keith. He said, I need you to come back to Indiana to the meeting. He said, I want you there. I was passing this church, so I went back up. I went back up. He asked Dr. Hattaball to come from Texas. He asked us to all come back. Dr. Hannibal was so hot because you don't mess with Dr. Jack. I'm telling you, you, don't mess with. I mean, I mean, he hot as, is fish grease. He hot as Ed's fish grease. Some of y'all don't know where his fish is, but he's hot as a fish grease. He's so hot he can't even talk. So I looked at the guy. I said, this "Is how you want to finish? Is this how you gonna finish? This man took you all over the world, the contract in the church." Built your house at cost because he, because you were here serving the pastor. He built your house at cost. The church paid for all your music you produced. Mm-hmm. Dr. Jacob took you all on the mission trips all over the world. You've been with him, and he paid for all of it. He took you out every Sunday to eat with his family because you didn't have no fellowship in the church. Is this how you going to end? I'm talking to him just like that. He just broke down and started crying. He said, Keith, he said, all of y'all are gone. I'm just left here with the church. He said, the cream of the crop is gone. Oh, I said, so Dale is nothing. The people that don't get an assignment outside the local church are nothing. Your problem is you're arrogant. You think something belongs to you that don't belong to you and you've aborted your whole ministry. I said, do this, though. I said, people don't come here to see church strife. They're really here to have a pastor to feed them, and that's that man. But he puts you over the music, and and now he's put you over the youth, so you have influence. See, The devil likes the people that have influence with a voice. You got to understand, he's slick. He, he deceived 2 third, a third of, not two-thirds, a third of God, the, God's angels. You got to understand who you're dealing with. You can call him Slick Willie if you want to. You're dealing with Slick Willie. <laughs> he have you thinking, ain't no wrong with this. Yes, it is. It's, dis- it's, un- it's unfaithfulness. It's dishonor, and it's gonna ruin your, it's going to ruin your life. So you're saying staying back here with the man of God and staying with the people never dishonor the assignment that you have. never make serving in the local church menial beneath. David said I was I'd rather be a doorkeeper if I just can hold a door up in here. I'd be so excited just to hold up a door and, and be faithful on my post. Yes. The Bible said a faithful man would abound with blessing. Mm-hmm. And the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. Mm-hmm. It's the blessing and being faithful that's going to cause you to excel. Not what you do, it's how you do it. Amen. Whatever's assigned to you. Mm-hmm. And because we go from faith to faith, God will give You just never know where you're going to end up. So, so nothing's so less has no value. Brother Les Flock raised up two, you know, a pastor and maybe an associate down there with Dr. Hatterball. He said, No, the best of y'all are gone. No, just our assignment don't make us the best. Our faithfulness in whatever we do, our loyalty and our faithfulness that's what makes us. Nobody gets to pick their assignment. And Jesus said every assignment is valuable to him or he wouldn't have it. Right. Yes. And he said every person in the body of Christ is to be honored. And yes. there's no menial job no. in the body of Christ. Picking up paper can get somebody saved yes. just because they see it's a clean facility. Yes. Yes. I ought to go check it out just because they keep right. their grass good. Right. Right. There are no poor jobs in the local church. But no, I said, whatever you do, do not get on computer and state your position. Will you do that for me? And just take your seat, because he ain't going to let you fight. When he fight you, you are shown a fight. Right. He don't change his mind. So ain't nobody going to know why you're sitting out there. Just go sit out there with your wife and children. And do not say anything against the church. Can you do that until you figure out where you're supposed to go right now? Oh, no. He caused 60 people to leave the church. And they'll never be pastored right ever again. Just like the angels that left their estate. Faith don't leave its place. Because the place, the reason why I occupy the place is because heaven gave it to me. Amen. And faith keeps what heaven gave. Amen. Your loyalty will be tested. Yes. Probably already has. You need to make the right decision. Amen. He went on down the street and came praising worship because he was good. I started singing the song last night. <laughs> You sang one three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> I was singing his song. It was a powerful song. Uh, mm <laughs> You will be to me thy salvation. I don't. I, I just. It's, I just started singing it. I will show you my mercy. I will show you my love. I will be to you your salvation. I was cleaning out my garage. And I started singing, I will show you my mercy. I will show you my grace. I will be to you your salvation. I came upstairs and I started singing to Cynthia. I said, Cynthia, who sang this song? <laughs> she said, you know I know. <laughs> All that music on CD. I wanted y'all to play it. I didn't, I couldn't re- I just started singing it. I didn't know. I just started singing it. That's what I was gonna say. Powerful anointing. Powerful anointing. Preaching anointing. Teaching anointing. Singing psalms. Play three or four instruments. Gifted. Your gifting won't save you. Your talent won't. Your talent ain't gonna help you finish. Ask Samson. Your talent ain't gonna help you. I don't care how gifted you are, I don't care how creative you are. Can I help you tonight teaching you how to finish? Can I just help you tonight? I done been to a couple of county, county fans in a hayride. And this ain't this ain't my last. This ain't, I mean, I mean, this ain't my first rodeo. Uh, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I won't see you finish. Hallelujah. I tell Cynthia all the time, I said, Cynthia, I don't ever won't lead us to do what I just experienced. I didn't think people would... Ca- and they're not capable of this. It's not their intention. I told you the serpent is more susceptible than all the beasts of the field and he got a third of the devil's angels. They knew better. They, they can't be redeemed. You go to read the book of Revelations and people getting thrown into... In the lake of fire, it's them one-third of them dudes. Mm-hmm. And it ain't no need of no people being thrown in there. Right. That place was not made for man. No. I don't know who's going in there under my business. All I know is I ain't going in there. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know who they're throwing in there. I don't know why they're throwing them in there. And You know, I ain't even going into who went in and who didn't go in. I ain't into that. I'm just telling you, I ain't going in there. I'm going to let him show me his mercy exactly. <laughs> and show me his love, and I'm going to let him be to me my salvation. I'm still singing this song. <laughs> yeah, he went on down the street being praised worship leading another church, and uh, Pastor Jacobs, they called him. He said, I'm telling you, don't hire him. See, I used to always think, I had to learn, that if somebody didn't work out somewhere else, I could help them. That ain't true. Who you are without change is just who you are. It don't matter you go to Mississippi. If you a trip in Tennessee, you know what you're gonna be in Mississippi? A double trip. Because you've been tripping two places now. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So he went down there, went down there, same thing happened. Dr. Jacobs told him, said, I'm telling you, don't hire him. Tell telling you, don't hire him. Went down there, hired a guy. Because hired... when you see him play, everything we got in here, he can do all of that. And so that's attractive to a pastor. But it's not to me. I'm different. I told one of the musicians, he treated people so bad. I said, you can never play in this church again. You can take a seat, but you ain't playing. You a trip. And you run around with your little keyboard all over the city playing for people. I built this building without a musician. Do you understand that? I'm talking about the old building. It's not about music. It's about faith. And you don't have any. One of them came one morning. He said, I can play the organ. I can play the... I can get down. <laughs> That's what he told me. I'm, I'm just telling you who I am a little bit. I, I come up under some real men of God. See, I want good sheep, man. I don't want I don't, anyone. And I didn't have a musician. He pulled up in a Cadillac Escalade, jumped out of the Cadillac Escalade, walked in with his wife and his kids. He enjoyed the service so well, he stayed because he could see we needed music. I can preach without music, I'm anointed. I can preach without the music. I don't need nobody behind me blowing nothing. <laughs> I'm anointed. Praise God. I know I'm praise anointed. I know I ain't God. trying to run from it. Right. Praise God. And so I sit down and talk with him. He said, I, "He said uh, I can play. I can play keyboard. I can play organ. All that stuff." I said, "Why are you hit it? If you can play all that, where did you learn to play all that? At? Well, I was. I'm, I'm a musician. I, I, I quit. I was a musician over at such and such church." Oh, so they didn't see you this morning. I said, why did you leave? Well, they made a financial decision I didn't like. I said, did you work in the finance department? No. (laughs) So the pastor, the leaders made a decision you didn't like it. So you pulled your gift from the entire congregation. That's what you're telling me. Yes. I said, I can't use you here. As soon as I don't do something you like, and it's going to happen, the devil will do that. You're going to leave again. And you'll pull your gift. He said, nobody's ever talked to me like that. Well, I'm talking to you like that today. Mm-hmm. If you smart, you'll repent and go back over there mm-hmm. and continue your service to that congregation you've been entrusted with mm-hmm. yeah. and restore your faith to God and to that congregation. Mm-hmm. That's what you should do. Nobody has ever talked. Because sometimes this is pastoring. It's not hooping and hollering Never. out of a mic. Yeah. It's helping people finish the assignment that God oh, gave man. them. That's what pastoring yeah. is—shepherding yeah. people in the right direction. Yeah. So, you go back over there. I can't use you here. And if and if people come and when I sit down and talk to them, and I find I have a, they have a bad relationship with a pastor somewhere, they can't stay here because they'll bring it here. just disloyal, unfaithful. I can go on and on with stories like that. But this is the last verse of Scripture I've gone on. Look over here. I'm trying to get you to finish. you will be so happy when you said to hear Jesus say, well done. Yes. <laughs> well done, thou good and what? Faithful. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Yes. Faithfulness stays where Jesus assigned it. Or to be shipwrecked. Yeah, Dr. Jacobs told him not to hire him. He went on to hire him anyway. Then he calls Dr. Jacobs a few years later. I should have done what you told me to do. He did the same thing here. Some pastors just don't get it. they more interested in numbers than disciples. I'm reading a book. I'm raising up disciples. I ain't trying to have no big church. I ain't trying to have no clown act. I want people to look like Jesus, and I will lead the way. Yes. Okay, I'll lead the way. You ain't got to worry about me. <laughs> you ain't got to worry about me being a bad example for you. Amen. I'll lead the way. Pastor Cynthia will, too. She's coming right behind me. Yes. She's been doing it all this time. Yes. Bless her heart. Amen. Amen. When you don't see her, she just, you know, she just knew she, she's recovering. She's doing a lot better. Hallelujah. She's recovering. and because I'm just going to stay at home tonight. I said, go ahead. Praise God. Listen to this, what this says right here, and then I'm done over here. Because I'm going to tell you, your faith has to have honor attached to it. Yeah. And Isaiah, I mean, in John five forty three, that then I'm done. He said, I've come in my 5.43. This was a revelation to me. And God showed me this scripture. He says, your faith works by honor. And I've said, given you examples in so many illustrations tonight to talk to you about your faith. Faith has to have respect and honor for leadership in it. If you don't un- understand something, come see me. Don't talk to somebody else. Somebody came to me and, you know, and they said they didn't like the way I handled the COVID thing. And, uh, you know, really I didn't handle it. I didn't handle it. If you want the shot, go get it. I didn't tell you not to do that. I didn't tell you not to do that. I never preached not taking the shot. I never preached, take the shot. I never preached anyone. I didn't tell you to vote one way or the other, and I'm not. You ought to hear from God and be able to figure out how to do those things yourself. Amen. I will give you the word, and you're going to make the decision. I will not get up and take a platform in this church Hallelujah. unless it's the kingdom of God. Amen. And we ain't voting on that. We're just going into it. Amen. We ain't voting on it. We just going into it. I don't do that kind of stuff. And I don't care what other pastors do. Do your thing. It says right here if I come in my Father's name and receive me and ye receive me not, if another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. How can you believe? That hit me right there. Or how can you have faith in God? which receive honor one of another. When that person walked to me that morning, they was trying to get me to honor them. They was trying to get me to honor them over God. They was trying to get me to honor them over the man of God. They was trying to get me to honor their position, thereby destroying my faith and my future. People that fall for that trap are finished Unless you go all the way back and, and, and fix it. Mm-hmm. and Pastor Cal and I talk people mess up in the kingdom of God and they don't have the courage. Listen, don't mess anything up. You ain't got the courage to fix it. Right. Amen. If you ain't got the courage to go back and repent and tell people you wrong and you made a mistake, then don't make the mistake. Right. Amen. And I've seen so many of them do this. The one he gave the mic to. The souls had passed. I was the last one there. When he handed me the mic, there wasn't nobody else to hand it to. And I'm his first spiritual son he ever sent out. All of them that came before me, I watched them fold and fail. I watched it. And none of them are effective in ministry. None of them. They will finish because they don't have the courage to go back and fix what they messed up. The associate thought he could walk off and leave and start build a brand new building. Brand new. Two people in it. Two. Had to shut the thing down, go into foreclosure, give the whole thing up. And it wasn't because he didn't know the word. It's because your dishonor, heaven can't bless because of your dishonor. I've been through a couple of county fairs and hayride. I've been on the hayride, and I've watched watched people fall off the lettuce truck. (laughs) You know, they pick lettuce, and they put it on the truck. You got to ride back on the lettuce you picked. You sit on it and ride back to the house. Well, I've watched people fall off the lettuce truck, and I didn't jump off with them. I just kept holding it off. How can you believe, and I saw the hacker, which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only. Honor God, y'all, and keep his commandments. And do the right thing. as like that boy made that movie. Do the right thing. You get some help.